Welcome everybody to the fourth episode of the Struggling Scientist podcast. This is a podcast by scientists, for scientists, anyone science adjacent and perhaps even hobbyists. Today we'll be beginning our first episode of the Science Behind series. In this series we'll be talking about the science behind different subjects and we're going to start with intermittent fasting. So let's start. So in this series of episodes, we'll be um, tackling this problem in a certain way. We are first going to talk a bit about it with our very uneducated opinion, just to hear what we already know about it. Or don't. Or don't. And then do some research and then actually form a well-educated opinion about the subject and um, tell everybody about what we have learned during our research process. Literature research, not actual research. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Very different. Let's write like a PhD on this again. So, Jerome, we are not fully uneducated about this subject because you are actually already trying this intermittent fasting thing. Yeah. What do you already know about it, like about it? All the good stuff. Um. Well... I've been trying it now for, I want to say, three to four weeks. And I'm still not sure exactly what the optimal duration of intermittent fasting is. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You're trying it, but what is it? Intermittent fasting. Yes, but what does it mean? Well, you go for X period of hours without eating. You can still drink, at least I think. Um, yeah, so I, in those periods of fasting, I sleep through the night mm -hmm. and sense. I drink water and I allow myself I don't know if all intermittent fasting protocols allow this but I drink black coffee uh, with no sugar or anything else in it and yeah that's how how I go about it and I'm not exactly sure what the optimal duration for it is to see some effect but at least what I do is 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating so in those eight hours I need to have all my calories uh, in my belly, I guess. And what is actually the reason that you're trying it? Well, there are a couple of reasons. First off, um, I it's more it, on the health-related uh, things. Saves money for not having to eat breakfast, in my That's case. That's a very bad excuse. I know. We are not that poor a scientist. Don't bring that uh, excuse the world in. <laughs> sure, but uh, I mean, it's it, uh, I'm not complaining about that added benefit. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it saves some, some money there, but also I tend to, especially now I'm running in the morning. So, I, um, the, the reasons why I didn't like to run in the morning was because breakfast and trying to scheduling that scheduled running while breakfast. But the real reasons I would say health wise that I want to try out intermittent fasting was a weight loss a little bit. And it, also in addition to that, I thought at least we'll find out if this is really the case that it might uh, be, be uh, quite okay for uh, improving your overall insulin sensitivity, so reducing your uh, risk of developing insulin resistance over time. Diabetes, yes, yes. I've heard that too. Yeah. So that that's one thing. Uh, and so far, at least for me, I've noticed that it overall helps with my uh, sort of digestion uh, a little bit, so there's that. Okay, sounds interesting, sounds interesting. Still a lot of unknowns, I guess, and yes. there must be some good actual research on it. Humans, mice, who knows? We'll see what we find. 
But what do you know about it? Oh, what do yeah, I know you about know? it? Uh, I know that my brother is trying it and he indeed also skips his breakfast. And then, yeah, I think he just eats normally the rest of the day. Doesn't really... No, that's not true, actually. He diets also with it a bit. Yeah, he also does calorie caloric uh, restriction. And it's been working quite well for him. He's uh, been quite healthy, even in these corona times where we're all at home. Yeah. So it's a very interesting subject. And also, we have had, um, of course, talks about it in one of our courses that we did during our PhD time, mm -hmm. before corona started, where um, they were talking about in our institute where they also did uh, investigations with intermittent fasting and I think it was diabetes. Yeah. And that one talk sounded very interesting and they already had some promising results. So I'm really interested in seeing what else is out there and what we can find about it and maybe even trying it myself. Yeah. So um, let's dive into this research. Let's do some research. Nice. So we're back from our adventure into science. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we read a lot of papers and if you are interested in also reading these papers, you can find our literature list on our Facebook page, the Struggling Scientist um, Facebook page. So first things first, we were wrong. Sort of, kind of ish. We were, we were pretty wrong. About the general definition of intermittent fasting. <laughs> that's, that's like where you start, you know? The general definition. What is intermittent fasting? We were so wrong. And also a little bit right, but... We don't count that as real scientists. You, you exactly. Never... You need to know what you're talking about. So, first lesson of today, do your research. So, intermittent fasting. Why don't you, Jaron, explain what type of intermittent fasting you actually have? Well, there are quite a few, actually. Uh, didn't know about all of these. I sort of, in the back of my mind, thought that they existed, but didn't really knew that they were intermittent fasting. So you have the five and two uh, yeah, diet or fasting form, which is five days of sort of ad libitum eating and two days of fasting. Um, yeah, there's that one. Uh, in addition to that, you have the alternate day fasting or ADF for short which is uh, every other day you get to eat and you, the next day you sort of skip, uh, you fast, and so on and so on. You, com uh, you often don't completely fast the whole day, but eat only 25% of your calories. No, but that's the alternate day modified fasting. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. The a yes. Never mind. <laughs> so the ADF is uh, one day eating, one day not. One day eating, one day not. That's hardcore. Yeah, and then because that's so difficult and hardcore... Uh, the alternative to that is one day eating, one day technically not, but like that 25% that you were talking about, uh -huh. uh, often also in a limited time span. And then the next day uh, you can eat completely again. And the next day, the day after that, you can eat the 25% again like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What else? Uh, and yeah, of course, our uh, time restricted feeding apparently. Yeah, that's what that it's we called. thought that intermittent fasting was just that, but it's just one of the types of intermittent fasting. All you can of do. intermittent fasting. And if you read papers, they sometimes use the one form, sometimes use the other form, and they're all over the place. Well, that's not really true. They they just choose one and then to see if it has a beneficial effect. And honestly, the the, the time restrictive one, which I think is the easiest one to mm -hmm. keep up, where you don't eat, for example, 16 or 20 hours a day and then do eat for the 
remaining hours of the day is the one that is the most easy to handle. Yeah, I agree. And is also the one that's now in the popular media, sort of. At least it's the one that I know. Yeah, exactly. That's most people also, too. Yeah, your brother does it. Uh, I do it. Yeah. Yeah, because actual fasting for well, even the the five two where you just not eat for two days and eat for five days that's that's difficult. Yeah, I do think though people get used to it though. I think there has been research done on it because uh, that also looked at the appetite and how hungry people feel after X amount of period of uh, doing it. Mm. But yeah. yeah. And also one that I saw a lot was actual the Ramadan fasting where yeah. people don't eat during the day but do eat during the evening. Mm-hmm. And that is also already shown to have specific health benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't recommend it because it sort of throws off your whole circadian rhythm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So that's the part that we were definitely wrong on, that mm-hmm. there are so, so many different types. Yeah. But from what I've read, it's actually... Overall. It does work. Yeah, exactly. Overall, you do see beneficial effects. Yes. So first, of course, the weight. Mm. Because a lot of studies are about obese people trying to lose weight. And um, you can actually see that it works just as well as a traditional... Cater- Let me stop you right there, Suzanne. People with obesity. Obese people, that's a derogatory term. Oh my God, yes. yes. Okay. So people with obesity... <laughs> um, <laughs> It works just as well as the as the traditional diet where you the just caloric restriction where yeah. you just eat a bit less, and uh, the weight loss is actually quite similar. Mm-hmm. While uh, sometimes they do intermittent fasting with some caloric restriction because, of course, if you skip your breakfast, you already eat, are eating less than normal. Yeah. But other type at times it's just like at libitum, but still you see some weight loss. Yeah. The general consensus is though that you see most of the weight loss because of the caloric restriction that you sort of get as a side effect of Mm. intermittent fasting. And um, I also read a lot of good things on your diabetic um, Yeah, the overall glycemic... Why don't you uh, talk about that since you're a diabetic person? I'm not a diabetic person. You do research into diabetes. I know a little bit about glucose metabolism. Yeah, no, uh, at least uh, from what I could read as well, uh, a lot of those uh, different uh, fastings or types of fasting uh, seem to affect your overall uh, fasting glucose levels or fasting uh, insulin levels. And yeah, overall you see improvements, it looked like. So, yeah. Yeah, I've also read some some good things about heart health Mm. and even people getting uh, lower blood pressure. Mm. But also in addition to that, like lower triglyceride levels, uh, lower LDL levels, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, as well, yeah. So it seems to work quite well. But it's, mm. of course, difficult to say sort of if this is part of the cal- caloric restriction part where mm. you just lose weight because you eat less or intermittent fasting um, specific. And a lot of the studies try to sort of figure out if it is intermittent fasting specific. Mm. Um, and some of the people, uh, the papers from people I've read they really tend to think that it's actually also the intermittent fasting that uh, has this effect and that um, this is caused by... They had different theories on why... Let me look it up. Why it would work. Okay, so the first hypothesis is that um, you have less oxidative stress during your um, fasted period. So your mitochondria produce a lot less free radicals and this is also supported by the fact that people that intermittent fast have a lot less 
inflammation and their oxidative, gene, uh, oxidative stress genes also go down and they have more antioxidants. So that seems to indeed be true that during your fasted per- period at least you have less oxidative stress. Mm-hmm. The second hypothesis is that it could be because of your circadian rhythm and that you sort of reset your organs to a n- normal rhythm. Um, and this is also why they say that's the, the fasting type where you don't eat during the day but do eat late in the evening is a bit less good because also your glucose metabolism sort, sort of gets screwed up then. Yeah, but that's actually the... So I take it you're talking a little bit about the Ramadan fasting. Yeah. Uh, but that's also the strange thing, or I guess the weird thing with the Ramadan is because they're also uh, the people who do the Ramadan fasting. But since you're technically allowed to eat when it's dark... Uh, they either wake up super early to eat, in which case they are technically ad- adhering to eating earlier and then sort of that keeps their circadian rhythm going, or they s- decide to eat later at night and that would be messing up their circadian rhythm uh, more. Hmm. So that's okay. sort of the difficult part as well with the Ramadan fasting, I guess. Yeah, and for the Ramadan, it definitely has her- uh, benefits, health mm. benefits, but they sort of then tend to disappear again later on. Yeah. And if you do actual intermittent fasting with a bit more... Um, well, eating during the day, mm. the health benefits also tend to stay a bit longer. At least that's what I've read in mm. the different papers. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Ramadan fasting is an is an interesting one, and also that's researched quite a lot actually. So mm. if anybody's interested in that, there's also some papers in our list that um, are about this. Then the third hypothesis of why intermittent fasting might have a health benefit also on your heart is that um, you sort of go into a ketogenic state during your fasting periods, which basically just means that you're, um, you stop using sugar for, for your um, energy production and you start using fat. And uh, with this, you get these ketone bodies in your uh, blood and you, you basically just start burning fats instead of glucose. And this is also beneficial for your health i don't know that much about ketone bodies though like in terms of the energy expenditure from ketone bodies is that sort of beneficial also as well for insulin sensitivity since you switch over from using glucose to mm, no right i am not sure for insulin sensitivity i do know that uh you yes so you get a, a decrease in uh ldl and the increase in hdl and um yeah, this is also an effect that you see in the ketogenic diet, mm. where you basically cut out all carbs and only eat meat and a lot of fatty foods and some vegetables. And then you can also you can also get this ketogenic state where you start burning fat instead of glucose and um, carbs. Carbs, and that's very beneficial of this diet. But this diet has the negative effect that you eat a lot of fats, which mm. is then of course bad for your LDL and your HDL, and it also tends to really increase your inflammation levels in your tissues while Mm. the intermittent fasting one gets you to the state also Mm. where you burn the fats but you don't have the negative side effects of the ketogenic diet so that was also really nice to read that um, they really recommend intermittent fasting over keto diet and that and also like uh, there are different versions of intermittent fasting. So it's not like one size fits all with sort of the ketogenic diet, I guess. Maybe I'm wrong about the ketogenic diet in general there as well, but I don't know. Mm. I well, don't the know ketogenic how. diet is also a very hard one to sort of 
keep up because you mm. really need to stop eating a lot of things. Yeah. Now, and also really interesting result that I read about is, of course, we know that if you, they did this study once where they gave a, mo- uh, a monkey a, calor- a caloric restriction diet mm. and they actually managed to make it live longer. Now, they haven't tested this yet with intermittent fasting, but they found that if you uh, take human fibroblasts and you put them in vitro in a cell dish and you sort of intermittent fast them by not giving them uh, nutrients at certain type uh, time points and do give them at other time points, you actually can make these fibroblasts last uh, a lot longer and live longer. Mm. And they also um, retained their youthful morphology. <laughs> yes, they, they tend to... Um, stay a bit smaller and thinner than the... That's the sign of youth right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's such interesting science, though. (laughs) I feel like we need to keep track of, like, all these um, great literature things, like youthful morphology. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well... To also touch on what you just mentioned about the testing on the fibroblasts, but also, like, on the um, monkeys. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also... They've also looked at humans, and it turns out that on this small island uh, of Okinawa near uh, the Japanese mainland, there they have the most centenarians, so people who live to be above 100. And what they do differently than most people on the mainland of Japan is that they eat about, I believe it was 20 to 25% less in terms of overall calories than the people on the mainland uh, so, yeah, I think that the the thing that if you eat less calories and sort of fast mm-hmm. your whole life, that you do tend to live longer is quite well established by yeah. now. It works in most animal models, in monkeys, mm-hmm. and also in humans. Yeah. So, but of course, it's it's different to be always on a caloric restriction diet than to just skip your breakfast. That just sounds so much easier to me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so many people don't even really have to see it as a sacrifice because maybe they're still students or something like that and then they, they don't have any classes in the morning and then skipping breakfast in the morning is very easy. Yes. You yes. Sleep in, uh, I tend to myself struggle a bit more with it because I then at four o'clock in the afternoon, I tend to start to become really hungry and a mm-hmm. bit faintish yeah. because I also have low blood sugar often. So I still need to figure out how to fix that with intermittent fasting. But I think I just need to sort of build in an extra snack around yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can't eat in the morning, then you, can, I guess, can technically still eat more in the afternoonish. And it's also really interesting that also the intermittent fasting, the time-restrictive ones, that they don't have any calorie, calorie restriction mm-hmm. parameters for. People can just choose themselves what yeah. they eat. They even, even those people lose weight. So. Yeah. Yeah, I actually sorry in one of the reviews that I read at least. So don't we need probably need to double check check the actual article that they're referencing. But they also showed that uh, providing participants with a high with high fat diet meals even during the ADMF version of uh, intermittent fasting. Wait, uh, which one was that again? Um, oh, sorry, the ADMF. You mean that's the one where you uh, can eat one day. And then the next day you're only allowed twenty five percent. Okay, okay. Like and then during the normal days you get a high fat yeah. Me- meal. Yeah, okay. High fat diet meals. They still saw uh, there was no hindrance of weight loss. Oh. Even with high fat diet meals. So. Wow. Mm. I still course. don't think I can handle twenty five percent one no, day. No, that that's, uh, <laughs> that is uh, yeah, that's that, a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. We are very excited to be able to introduce you to our new sponsor, Jenny AI. 
Not only does Jenny make our podcast possible, it also makes our life as scientists so much easier. Jenny is an all-in-one writing assistant that has everything that we have been missing in other AI tools. Yes, first off, unlike other AI tools, it actually finds accurate information in papers and cites its sources. It does not make things up and only uses real verified information that you can then also check the source of. Second, it's a writing assistant trained for academic papers and helps you write your paper by suggesting the next sentence or the end of your sentence. Or, if you get really stuck, you can ask it to write an entire paragraph, completely removing the writer's block I so often struggle with when I don't know the right words to make my point. It helped me write an introduction to a paper I've been struggling with in half an hour. It even suggests which papers to cite. You can add your own library or search the entire internet for papers. Just type the add symbol to easily add a reference and it gets automatically added to the reference list. And the last thing we absolutely love is that it has an AI chatbot that can see your document and give feedback on how to improve your manuscript. Or you can ask it questions, such as what are the potential therapeutic benefits of dot dot dot, and it will search through the papers for you for the answer. I can only say that my stress level has gone down significantly since I started using Jenny. Check out the free version now at thestrugglingscientist.com slash Jenny. And if you love it, use the code SCIENCE20 for a 20% discount. Okay. Well, the last thing I have here on my list to discuss mm. is that I read also a little bit about doing fasted exercise. Mm. Because, well, you have, of course, started running in the morning, which means that you haven't eaten since 8 o'clock in the uh, previous yeah. evening. Mm-hmm. Um so I get, ran across during my research uh, into some papers trying to investigate if doing this fasted, re- uh, fasted exercising where you just haven't eaten for the night basically and then the next morning start exercising without eating first. Mm-hmm. If this was a good thing. And they do tend to say that it is because you are actually exercising then on your fat mm-hmm. instead of on your glucose and you don't get the glucose dip as much as you normally get in your exercise. Yeah. So you normally get an exercise glucose dip, I think after or like mm. if it's a long exercise during even. And when you tend to run on your fa- your fat or exercise on your fat metabolism, you your glucose start, stays a bit more equal. Mm. So which could in the long run be good for your glucose metabolism yeah. and your insulin sensitivity, of course. But they don't know exactly for sure yet if it's actually better than mm. normal exercise after or two hours after a meal. Um, but it didn't seem to have any negative effect. And of course, burning fat with that is also quite nice if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. So that's something extra I just wanted to add to it. Yeah. Although we, there is still something we need to touch on. And that's sort of, at least with the time-restricted feeding, the difference between... Uh, early time-restricted feeding and maybe later time-restricted feeding. yeah, Where you do eat breakfast and, and lunch then, and then not dinner. Yeah, so then, for example, by 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you're done. Like, that, no dinner after that. Ouch. Yeah. Which, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think I have that much, of trouble, that much trouble with, except for the fact that we're still at work by that time. So it's somehow you need to get dinner in. Then. Yeah, but then you are also just eating as many calories, maybe even more as normal, because you're not skipping an entire meal anymore like you are with breakfast. Yeah, so it's different than the, in my case, than late uh, time-restricted feeding and a little bit of calor- caloric restriction then as well. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we still see, you would still see a little bit of weight loss, even if you just do normal time restricted feeding without the caloric restriction though. Right. So, mm, yeah. And supposedly from what I've read that the early TRF, I'll just call it as they, they seem to call it in many papers, um, works better with your circadian rhythm. So maybe you already, yeah, that already is a benefit compared to a later time point. So skipping breakfast is better. That's also what I read because of the circadian rhythm. Then no, like... they said that the early one is actually better. So not, not having... Skipping, yeah, not sk skipping dinner would actually be better. Really? Yes. Huh. Although, so um, if I just double check what I quickly read, they they both in both cases, in a study that actually compared the two, they see similar sort of uh, weight loss, similar overall beneficial effects. It's just that the early one they theorized was better because you're more in line with your overall circadian rhythm then. I'm not sure if I agree with it. You also have this whole thing where they say that uh, we shouldn't wake up so early. Mm -hmm. So, for example, that for high schoolers, the school starts so early is actually bad for them mm -hmm. because it messes up their circadian rhythm. So... Yeah, uh, but I mean, it could de it can depend on what your circadian rhythm is, though. I mean, that... Sure. So this is sort of, I guess, a more general, uh, the average person's circadian rhythm flows like this. Let's just look at it like that versus personalized circadian rhythm and personalized diet guess, based on yeah. that. Yeah. So I still like the skipping breakfast one better. I do as well. Like that just works for me because it's just easier and I can just w run in the morning and that's fine for me. Yeah. I have also tried it a while ago. Mm-hmm. And skipping breakfast is not as hard. As long as you don't start eating until lunch, you're, mm. you sort of also don't start your hunger feeling, I feel like. No. So it's not, it's not that hard. No. At least, you know, we're, we're so far. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, do you feel like we've discussed everything we needed to discuss? Oh, we just need to touch on the thing. At least uh, I couldn't find any, we couldn't find any uh, clear papers on if coffee was allowed. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. Just checking online very quickly. Some things did say you could have a cup of coffee. Google. Black. Google said. Google. We all know in Google. <laughs> it's it's not scientific research, no. but it's Google. So, yeah. you know. Yes. Good enough. Supposedly under 50 calories still. <laughs> okay. I guess. I don't know. But yeah. To make you it won't a little... survive without coffee in the morning. <laughs> You won't. I wouldn't survive Just without. I would not survive without coffee at work in the morning. In the general morning here, I think I could. I could. If we were running late, I could skip the coffee. It's sort of more my reward after running. Okay. Okay. Well, nice. Yeah. Now we are leading the world leading experts on intermittent. Absolutely search. not. Absolutely world not. leading experts. So. If you have any questions or you want to reach out us with comments or um, you want to be part of our Facebook group, you can reach out at the struggling scientist at hotmail.com or on our Facebook page, the struggling scientist. We are also starting a Facebook group. So if you want to be part of that, you can also look up our group. Thank you very much for listening. And hopefully we will see you again at the next episode. Bye. Bye.